0: <laughs> respectfully no <laughs> hey there hell welcome are you excited to be here
1: oh i'm so excited thank you for having me
0: <laughs> thank you so much i appreciate it i don't have anyone to interview me so i made my fiance do it love you so much
1: <laughs> love it
0: <laughs> um okay so today what are we talking about today anxiety we are i'm so excited to talk about it um so today we're going to talk a little bit about mental health and my personal relationship with mental health and how i kind of had experiences in and out of the church and where i am now are you ready excited so excited Okay, Um, so we're going to focus just on anxiety in this episode, but I have been diagnosed previously with anxiety, depression, and bipolar 2, so we'll get to different episodes about those different topics, but today we are going to focus on anxiety. Okay, whenever you're ready, babe.
1: So the first question I have for you is, (laughs) when did you first notice your mental health issues, and what were they?
0: I like your radio voice it sounds so beautiful (laughs) um so anxiety was my first um like mental health struggle um that I noticed when I was actually really young so for me I grew up with a lot of experiences with anxiety that I thought I don't know I thought they were normal and then I started talking to you about things and you were like no one talks like that um so when I was really young, I like didn't sleep at night. And you always talked about how like you sleep all the way through the night. And I was like, who does that? And you were like, everyone should do that. And I was like, I've never done that before. Um, so I had a lot of anxiety, uh, especially at nighttime. And I was just like always scared. Like I felt scared all the time. Um, I was scared of like the dark. I didn't like my windows. Did I ever tell you the story about my windows? No. Am I I better. Hear it okay great so um in my child you've seen my childhood bedroom yep so that room the window is like on the ground level so in my mind someone could come through the window (laughs) and so I was always scared of my window so um when I was I don't know like 13 I used to like hang extra blankets at night over top of the curtains and the blinds so that no one could I would like pin them to the wall so that there was no gap between. Oh my god! Paranoid. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I thought that that was like I don't know. Not that I thought it was normal, but like I just I I was scared all the time. Um, so I didn't sleep at nighttime. Um,
1: Did you never talk to your parents about it?
0: No, I didn't. Oh. Well, okay. Thanks for calling me out so quickly. Um, So here's the thing, I, we're going to get into it really fast, I thought that my fears were rooted in, like, spiritual things, so, like, when I was scared all the time, I thought it was because there were, like, evil spirits or, like, demons that were either in my room or around me because of something I was doing wrong, and so I didn't want to talk about it, because if I talked about it, that meant that like I was admitting to my parents that there was something wrong with me. Like I was a bad person and that's why these things are happening to me. Like I equated my anxiety with my spirituality. Yeah, that's interesting. So I didn't talk about it because I was like, well if I tell them that I'm like scared at night, they're gonna think that it's because like I'm a bad person, like I'm doing something wrong that I'm feeling that way, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that's when it started. <laughs> was I was I don't know I was like 12, 13 years old and I I used to sleep like at the t- when I was pinning blankets to my windows. Um, I used to lay in bed and I would open my Bible and I would literally like surround myself with Bibles at nighttime because oh I <laughs> I did I thought it would help and I had one of those really cool this is also dumb you know those um. Wall-mounted CD players. I had like a three-disc one that like lit up all blue (laughs) And so I would turn it on because then it wouldn't be dark and I slept with my Bibles And I would play worship music on my really cool three disc (laughs) CD player and um, That's how I fell asleep every night for probably like three or four years. That's not an exaggeration and I thought that (laughs) That's how I solved mental health problems
1: traumatic a little yeah i know
0: welcome to the podcast
1: <laughs> okay so what other things do you think led to your anxiety
0: <laughs> funny story <laughs> listen okay not that this caused my anxiety that's not what i mean however okay so in my evangelical church there's this book series called left behind have you heard of that yeah you have yes I what do you know about it it's
1: it was on hbo
0: the series or the movie
1: it was a series on hbo
0: did you watch it no okay so listen when we were i don't know me and my friends used to read these books there was an adult book version and then a kid's book but they turned it into a kid's book series it was like i don't know a million books and it was about the rapture so rapture for people who don't know is when jesus comes back and he takes all the christians with him right so in the book the way it's described is that like just one day they vanish right and when people vanish obviously chaos ensues but when they vanish their clothes are like left in like folded piles and that's how you knew someone like disappeared from that spot that's like how the book describes it so (laughs) there would just be like a folded shirt and pants and like the socks and shoes are just like sitting there in a nice neat pile and you're like oh my god they're gone so one one day I came home from school and I thought everyone was supposed to be home in my house <laughs> and so I came home with my backpack and I was like hello and no one was there. And I was like, oh my God, they're gone. And so I ran through the house searching for the folded piles of clothes <laughs> Because I thought I got left behind. And that's traumatic.
1: That's extremely traumatic.
0: I thought my family disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> that's anxiety inducing is what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah. Thanks.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> the other part is about social anxiety though. When I wasn't... <laughs> don't look at me like that when i was at church listen linda honey honey do not clip no linda honey i'll show you later it's okay focus at church i cared so much about people seeing me as a good person so the thought was that like Everyone's watching me, so I have to when I'm at church perform like the best Christian. So, like during worship, I had to look like I was the best at worshiping, and when during prayer, I had to look that I look like or sound like I knew how to pray. Um, and I feel like in today's culture, people are very like, you shouldn't care about what other people think type mm-hmm. things. Wear what you want, do what you want, love who you want, and. That works in theory because people like most of the time people are only worried about themselves. They're not even looking at you at church. They're looking at you like that was the environment. People aren't not looking at you. They're paying attention to you, what you're doing. They care about your actions. They will comment on your behavior. They will comment about what you wear. And so I also feel like my anxiety was heightened because I felt like I was being watched all the time to be the best kind of christian and so my social anxiety i felt like was really high because in those environments i also went to a really big church so like hundreds and hundreds of people i felt like every sunday or wednesday when i was at youth group i was being focused on as an example Mm -hmm. of everyone should want to be like her and so my actions and prayers and worship and all of that had to reflect the best kind of person. And that, I think, is also really anxiety-inducing.
1: Yeah, it's it's basically like being on, but yep. having to do it 24-7. Right. Does the Bible talk about mental health?
0: Yeah, um, sort of. I don't... <sighs> yes, and I don't think we talk about it. I don't think the, like, the human interpretation is necessarily done very well but like the bible talks a ton about like worry and anxiety there's like so many verses that people would mention about those like specific things um a lot of them around like cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you and um like don't worry about tomorrow tomorrow has enough worries of its own and that's all like nice I guess in theory to think about it that way but when you pray and pray and pray and like I'm still awake every night for hours and hours feeling scared eventually I start to think like am I not close enough to God that he's like not helping my worries I like was only using that and it wasn't helping so I was like okay either like God doesn't care about me or I'm not a good enough person for him to care about me. Um, And that's, I feel like the way the Bible talks about that, or no, the way we interpreted that as humans, um, it ended up working like opposite of the way it was supposed to. Like I had to be very performative and like a good Christian person. Mm -hmm for my anxieties to like go away for my prayers to be answered and i don't really think that's what those verses mean so i think we can probably learn a bit about worry and anxiety from the bible i just think that maybe our current interpretation isn't necessarily the right way to look at it
1: yeah and it's interesting that you internalized all all of this when you were so young and i wonder if it led to bigger issues later on you know Um, but that's a That leads me to another question that I kind of felt uh, like asking, which was basically, I mean, since you internalized all of this, um, I don't know if you brought this up to the community uh, or your church community, um, but if you did, did you feel like you were ostracized for it or uh, anything like that?
0: What a good question. Thank you so much. Um, I feel like I did a lot of pretending in the church um i didn't want to talk about having so much anxiety a little bit because of what i just said like i didn't want people to think i was a bad person so i didn't talk about it because to me i don't know why i interpreted it this way i guess but if i said that i was like scared all the time like i i heard all the time this specific phrase fear is not of god like, that was said to me, I don't know how often, like, fear is not of God, and if you have fear, like, that is not from God, it must be evil or demonic, and so I felt like if I admitted that I, I, what I felt was fear all the time, like, especially at at night, Um, and so if I admitted that, like, that's what was happening to me, then it, there was like evil around me and the way evangelical churches deal with that is like also a little traumatizing. They like speak in tongues and pray over you and like it has to be this whole big like event. And I didn't, I didn't want all of that attention on me. So I just never talked about it. And so I don't think I was ostracized I guess because I just didn't tell anybody. <laughs> I like did a lot of pretending. So I kind of isolated myself. Like they didn't isolate me really, like I did it because I didn't want them to know anything about me. Um, So I just did a lot of pretending like everything was fine. And so I never told anyone about those things, I guess.
1: So at what point or at what age um, did you actually realize that you had mental health issues Um, and basically what were the things that you found to be helpful uh, in processing it um, and also like healing and working on mental health issues?
0: My anxiety was diagnosed first um, and that was mostly from I had severe migraines as like a byproduct basically of my anxiety and my stress. And so I had just gone to the doctor because I was getting migraines all the time. And then after talking to my, I don't know, I was probably 16. And after talking to my doctor for a while, and she was like, Can you describe like your daily life? And I was like, Listing all the things that I do, and like, She was like, Would you describe yourself as stressed? And I was like, Literally every day of my life. And she was like, "Mm, I think you probably have some anxiety going on. Um, So that's the first time it was like mentioned to me, but I didn't take that super seriously, I guess, because I don't know, I was like a person who thrived off of doing as many things as possible and I thought that I was being successful so I was like okay I like got on Lexapro like an anti-anxiety medication at that age for a couple of years and I was like I'll be fine and I was like on and off Lexapro basically from 16 until I was like out of college and I never really thought about it so I guess I didn't really take it seriously until um, I don't know much later I like went through a ton of things and we can talk about that I guess in another episode but I didn't know that I was like severely depressed until I was 26 27 and again I had gone to a doctor when I was living in California and I went to her because I was physically ill and the reason I was physically ill was because of so many things that were going on in my life at the time and so I was just going to get an antibiotic and go home and when I went she started talking to me and she was like is there something else going on because I guess I seemed off to her and I started sobbing and this late shout out to dr. Jenny Wang Um, she was She listened to, like, my whole life story in 30 seconds, and she was like, you're severely depressed, and you need to go see, like, an actual psychiatrist immediately, Um, and she was the person who sent me on my way to the rest of my journey, Um, and that being said, I guess that's what helped, is I went to a psychiatrist. She got me in the next day, um, and then it started, like, a three-year journey of therapy, and medication and not medication and figuring out what worked for me um therapy has been the most helpful um but so has meditation and so has i guess relearning myself and my own confidence and my own spirituality
1: thank you for being so vulnerable with all us listeners the next question is how would you describe your relationship with mental health now Um, especially around anxiety and depression. Um, And I'll throw in another uh, tidbit here. Uh, Have you been exploring more uh, natural ways of uh, dealing with mental health in terms of like meditation or relaxation techniques, like what do you do?
0: I feel like my relationship with my mental health now is that I am more accepting of wherever I am at any given time. I used to think of my progress as only linear, and I realized that you're not just either better or worse. You have like ups and downs, and you might have bad days where you make poor choices or your behavior isn't exactly what you want it to be. And um, that part, I feel like I'm, I'm, I have a healthier view of what that's like for me now. Um, some moments aren't going to feel great and some days I'm not gonna feel like I love myself and that's okay. Um, My progress can feel like an ebb and flow more than I've arrived or I haven't. Um, So that part I think is helpful. Um, I also think as far as more like natural ways of dealing with my mental health, yes, I am currently unmedicated.
1: Yay.
0: Yay. I needed medication at first because I was in such a low place. Um, I had very negative thoughts about myself. I wasn't safe. Um, so, at first, I, I do think that it was important for me to get out of that space. Um, medication didn't continue to work for me. I gained a lot of weight. I didn't feel healthy. And that's like an, a never-ending cycle, right, where I because I gained weight, now I feel worse about myself, now I'm more depressed, now I take more medication, they up my dose, now I gain more weight, like it just never stopped. Um, so with the help of my doctor, I don't recommend doing this like entirely on your own, um, but I, you know, I weaned off of medication, I did it safely, um, there was a lot that I did to make sure that I am healthy now. Um, I also made a lot of, I feel like, you know, You know me. We eat more healthy now. I don't drink often. Like, none of that was good for my mental health either, and like my ups and downs and my like emotional regulation. So, um, all of those are choices that I feel like I've made. Also, like, we can be outside where we live now more. Like, we have space to, you know, do what we want to do. I, also have changed my career path. like Lots of things that I've done to, I think, be in a better mental state for myself, and I feel like I'm lucky, because I have someone who supports me in those decisions. Not everyone can just do those things. Um, Like I feel like I'm now pursuing things that actually make me happy, and I'm not just doing things for the sake of doing them. Um, So I think all in all, those are all things that are important to me and have helped. Mm.
1: It's fantastic. Well, thank you for sharing. Uh, I know myself and all your friends have probably noticed a a remarkable change over these past few years. Uh, So I really appreciate you being vulnerable with us and all the listeners. And I just want to ask everyone or remind them, please go buy Bitcoin. Thank you.
0: All right. I love you, baby. Love you. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. I do what I can for those I love. Mwah. Bye.
0: Bye. Well, whether I see it, heaven's gates or hell's flames, doesn't matter. We're all the same. See you next time.